Welcome back to another quarantine edition of Who Gives a Hoot. My name is Pierce Corlett. I am your host. My co-host, Luke Auerman. Luke, how are you handling quarantine as of right now? You know, I think I might have finally cracked, but, okay. you know, the walls the walls taste different than they used to. The walls taste different than they used to? Yeah. Well, Snozberries don't taste like Snozberries anymore. I mean... Yeah. Yeah, that's fair enough. I mean, Pat, Patrick Tyler, the best full name of the business, is on the ones and twos. Pat, how are you feeling about quarantine right now? You know, I'm feeling good. Um, to add up on Luke's comments, I don't think he's the only one that has cracked. Okay. Um, birds are attacking my house. Guys, I'm, I'm genuinely worried about I mean, before this, you guys seemed very normal. Then we started hitting the press record button, and I'm, I'm genuinely worried. Yeah. Well, you know, it's going to happen. <laughs> I'm going to have a mental breakdown. It's just yeah. going to happen. Pierce. Just, just wait for it. Okay. I mean, that's fair enough. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm genuinely sad because like at this time, the season was supposed to be starting. Like, we were supposed to be talking about like how we look. We're we supposed feel. to be playing Madison this weekend. Yeah. I mean, like legitimately like behind the scenes, like, Pat, Luke, and I were like gonna get an Airbnb. We're gonna stay over the weekend. That weekend, we're gonna have a good time in Madison. We're gonna like trudge up. We're gonna have a bunch of great like content for you guys. And it's just like now it's kind of like now all of that's out except for the great content. Everything is out minus the great content because we have a great interview today for you with Tyler David. We have multiple interviews coming up soon, and we and we're hoping that we can have some great content coming up for you guys very, very soon. I mean, very soon. I am so excited for what we have in store for you guys. It's going to be fantastic. Just it is. excited for That's it. That's all we can say. That's all we can say is that all the content we have is going to be great. But like legitimately, it's just hard not to be down. It, right now, it's just hard not to be down. Well, you know, we should be – well into our first season, uh, we should have already had a couple W's on, on the books, but yeah. right now um, we're we are crushing at Rocket League. We're uh, crushing at Rocket League. We're crushing we're at EUSL. No. We're great at that. We're just I, just too damn good. The problem, the thing is, is that and Matt alluded to this in his interview that he had with us is that he is extremely competitive, and you can tell from the top down it everybody's like that. And, like, we haven't lost. No. And it's just, like, I, I wish we could do that on the field in a regular season game in front of our fans. It's just, like, so frustrating. So frustrating. But, like, Rob Stone tweeted uh, earlier today, now this is MLS, not USL. They're hoping to have the start of the MLS season be in middle of June or beginning of June. I mean, is that hope, Luke? Is that real hope? You know, it's... It's something, but make a move. We're Rob Stone, who gives a hoot. Definitely uh, gives a hoot. There's there, a video of him giving a hoot. There, there is a video of Rob Stone of Fox Sports giving a hoot. Uh, I, I trust what he's saying. I, I think we're, you know, that interview um, with Don Garber definitely gave a lot of hope to the MLS side. Yeah think that it may be closer to July for us, but every person we've talked to league, league side, team side, no fan side, 
we're all we're all going to be ready whenever that season comes, and it's coming. I'd be, I, and I think it's not only just for soccer. I think it's just for just for a sport. I, you know what I did this morning? This is not a joke. Uh, hopefully my boss isn't listening, but I watched the bottom of the ninth of a Taiwanese baseball game at eight thirty this morning. Okay, like I am thirsty for any type of sport. I, I've been been cheering on my uh, my Belarusian Premier League team, FK Slutsk. Uh, yeah, great, great team. Um, in that they're maybe not the best team and it's not the best league in the world, but it's playing, which it's mixed. You know what? It's sports. Exactly. I mean, I'm watching on Sundays. It's appointment television for myself. You can guarantee you I have eye racing on purely on the fact that it has – it's just something live. It's just something live. Yeah. No, I, I mean, we've been all tuning in to those e, EUSL games, the uh, yep. the USL Rocket League games, and no, we, we're itching for it. Maybe. I just uh, – I just need something. I need something, Luke. I mean, I'm reading headlines about how uh, the Nebraskan crossing outlets are going to be opened up s- soon. Like, I just – any type of good news uh, is anything. That, anything. That one worries me a little, but we're uh, – We won't get into it. But yeah. it's just – I just need something to open up, Luke. I need anything. You know, one of the best ways to do that is we've got that uh, wonderful Tyler David interview – coming right up that heck may, yeah we do that heck yeah we do a great great interview keeps yep. pumped no we are he makes me even more excited for the season that's coming do you think because of what's happening and i still think there is this buzz for union omaha soccer do you think that it'll help attendance do you think it'll hurt attendance do you think it'll keep it the same because we had the most season ticket sales at the beginning of the, when we were before all of this, we had the highest ticket sales between anybody in USL one. Do you think that that excitement still continues Luke? I think there's definitely a solid fan base. I think those season ticket holders are going to be very impressed by the time they actually get to see uh, our boys play. And when, when it happens, it's going to be nice weather. Everyone's going to yeah. be outside. Everybody's going to want to be outside. Everybody's going to be outside. I, I think that the excitement is still here, and I think that it will be moving. And I think it's going to be really cool when the season starts and we're in the stadium and we're actually watching the team. It's going to be great. We tweeted out uh, a little bit late. That's my fault about uh, the mailbag section today. And we only had one question from Slick Vic. Thank you so much, Slick Vic, for asking the question. He goes, do you guys feature interviews with Parliament, Union Omaha, Union Army, Sporting Group, presidents, or vice presidents? We, I, I think that we could have an interview shortly, but if you want to find out more about each of these people, where can they go, Luke? Well, our blog, we had uh, five questions with members from supporters as well as the front office. Uh, no, we have um, Chris Headley from Union Army, president of Union Army. He and graciously answered uh, five questions for us. We have a number of members of parliament and right now we are s- sitting on one more with uh, Omaha parliament's uh, president, uh, Ray Shirley, and we will be releasing that in the near future. We will be. We're trying to keep up the hype. We're trying to keep that up and we're all working together. It's just, 
it's kind of interesting being in these kind of talks and like texting everybody about, Hey, this is what we have to do. There's uh, I mean, just trying to keep everybody excited for something that is not happening. It's hard to do, but we're doing a great job. I think, I mean, I'm patting myself on the back. What a loser. What a uh, right loser. now I'm looking at all of our scarves and oh. you know, that, that makes me excited. Uh, Good plug. That's a great way for us to uh, keep bringing this content. What and, a plug. I'm, and I'm looking at that Union Omaha scarf because that's a great way for them to keep a team. Go out, buy yes. your Union Omaha merch, buy your Who Gives a Hoot scarf. No, keep us and them running. Luke, if you were like a fan of Who Gives a Hoot and you wanted to buy a scarf, where, where would you go? Well, I believe we have a link on both our Twitter and our Facebook. And? So that you can buy a Who Gives a Who scarf. It's beautiful. We worked on it. Thank you, Nolan, for helping design it. It looks really, really good, in my opinion. Uh, and you can buy one on our website. on Not our website, but on our Twitter and on our Facebook. We have a link to a Google Forms. Fill it out. If you have any problems, feel free to slide it into any of our DMs, and we will help guide you on how to get a scarf. But... That being said, enough. We're, we will send it to – wow, I'm terrible at being a host sometimes. I'm the worst. I'm the worst. We have a great Tyler David interview coming up for you. Be excited. He talks a lot about how uh, he kept up, how the team's keeping up, and uh, just trying to keep that excitement for all of these fans before the season. So thank you guys so much for listening, and we will see you on the other side. <laughs> Hey guys, before we get to the interview, I want to talk to you guys about Global Scarves. Global Scarves is the premier supplier of custom soccer scarves, beanies, blankets, and other great fan merchandise. They have the lowest pricing to maximize your fundraising needs and to produce at the highest quality in Europe, where soccer was born. They know the product, and they know what it means to put that scarf on for match day. They work tirelessly to make sure that you are outfitted to support your club. Email Global Scarves now to find out more information on the process or to get a free design mock-up for your group or club at kyle at globalscarves.com. And we would like to welcome on Union Omaha player Tyler David. Tyler, how are you doing today? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? How are you? Oh, doing great. It's, it's honestly an honor to have you on. As the most followed Union Omaha player on Twitter, I mean, it's just an honor for you to be on this podcast. I'm happy <laughs> to be here. Looking forward to it. So, Tyler, just break it down. I mean, what has it been like? What's your experience been like so far here in Omaha? Yeah, I mean, obviously it's been pretty short. Um, I got here a little later than most players in preseason. Um, and then we took a trip, a trip to Salt Lake just a couple of days after I arrived. So I think I've only been here even since this virus for a total of about five weeks. Um, and some, a lot of them have been spent inside my apartment. Um, but <laughs> no, I've enjoyed, I've enjoyed exploring Omaha quite a bit. Um, and I'm excited to be here. It seems like there's a lot of support for the team. And once we get things rolling, I think it'll be great. So. Yeah, no, Tyler. I mean, we the first time I, I met you was uh, when Chelsea got completely we don't kicked talk that, in the Champions League. So you know, <laughs> no, I, I'm always happy to have you on here. No, we don't talk about that day, Tyler. This is a Chelsea <laughs> podcast. You need to know that. Just just know that before you get into it. <laughs> so, so, Tyler, uh, 
run us through, uh, you know, what, what got you into soccer, you know, from like first time you kicked your ball all the way up to joining us here at Union Omaha. Um, yeah, I think I probably kicked the ball before I can even remember uh, a <laughs> soccer family. Um, so my mom played um, at a pretty high level. My dad played at a very high level. Uh, so the game kind of just runs in my blood. And, uh, yeah, ever since then, haven't stopped. Um, played a lot of sports growing up, for sure. Uh, basketball was also a big sport I played. But um, soccer always just came so natural to me. So And then following in my parents' footsteps made it easy an easy decision to uh, stick with soccer and try to become a professional. So, I mean – you talked about how little time you've been here in Omaha. How, what's it like coming in and still trying to connect with your teammates and trying to still learn the system? What's that been like for you? Hey, you know, I mean, I've been all over now when you, when you play in the USL in particular, um, you know, I've played in different countries, different States. Um, and so it's always a, a unique experience. Um, this experience in particular, I'm somebody with a little bit more experience on the field in the professional game um, and a little bit one of the older guys, uh, which is kind of new for me. Um, but we have a great locker room, a great group of guys, a great staff. And so it's been really easy to get to know one another. Of course, now we aren't able to do a bunch of things off the field together like we would like to. Um, but the coaches are doing a good job of keeping us connected. Um, and I think we have a great locker room moving forward. Now, you mentioned that you've played overseas. Um, if I recall, you played in Finland, correct? Correct. Yep. Uh, how How is that transition? Because you were in the USL before then um, and drafted in the MLS. How, how does the international experience compare to soccer domestically? Yeah, you know, I think the biggest change was just living in a different country, living in a different continent. Um, but on the field, um, I actually played in the third tier in Finland, so – Honestly, that level is not even as high as USL League One. Mm -hmm. um, it was, yeah, I had trouble finding a USL team after my second year in St. Louis. And so um, just going overseas made sense to continue my career. But I don't think it was an ideal situation on the field. I got a ton of games. I got to develop. I was an older player on that team as well. So got to do some leadership things with that team. Um, but as far as the game, Finland versus America, the game's a lot slower in Finland. Um a lot more tactical. I think you'll see here, I don't know how much you guys have watched the USL, but the USL is definitely box-to-box -box transition, high tempo a lot of the time. Um, and it's kind of the exact opposite in Finland. It's a lot less based on athleticism, a lot more based on tactics. So that was the biggest difference. As uh, Just to follow up a little bit there, uh, as you had that experience coming into a new country, as you get – international players coming into um, teams in the USL. Are, are you able to leverage that? You now mentioned you're taking you're a little bit older, a little bit more experienced on the team, able to leverage that to some of the new guys coming in, um, you know, coming in either to the country, just new to the club at, to kind of give them some, some comfort and experience from yourself. Yeah, for sure. Um, I mean, I've even when I was in a, at St. Louis university, we had a ton of international players there as well. So, um, you know, you, everybody has a, a little bit of a different experience, but um, being, it's definitely a, a hand up being able to relate to being in a different country and different culture with a different language. Um, there's not many guys over here from Finland in particular. <laughs> uh, I don't think there's any on this team, but uh, 
it's definitely it's definitely a way you can bond with players um because of course it's it's a a unique and difficult experience at times being from a different country and so far away from home so so tyler as like an older player i mean what have you done to really connect with these younger players and kind of show them the ropes as you would i i what have you done to really teach these players what it's like to be a professional soccer player because a lot of these players have never been a professional soccer player yeah, you know, the first, I think you always got to lead by example um, on the field, off the field, how you're taking care of your body, um, things like that. And then just sharing my experiences is the thing I try to do the best. Um, you know, I've played against Joe Cole and Kaka, and I've, play, I've played against big teams and big games in front of big crowds. And, you know, just being able to share experiences like that and share things that I've seen that have worked for players, things that haven't worked for players, I think it's a it's good for the younger players to hear and it, you know, helps them to get a hand up right from the beginning and uh, just learn from the mistakes I've made and the things that I've experienced. Now with some of that experience, I know last year you had um, unfortunately an injury while you were in Hartford. How, how has your recovery come back? And has that made you want to drive, uh, drive your time with union Omaha even further? Yeah, you know, um, yeah, it was a tough injury. I had surgery surgery on my adductor longus, um, and the recovery was tough. Uh, it was about four months until I was back on the field, um, but I didn't play another game last season. I had surgery in May. I didn't play another game last season for Hartford. Um, and, you know, I was actually just talking with Coach Jay about this the other day. Sometimes even when you get back on the field, it'll take another year for you to actually feel completely like yourself. Um I would say probably a couple weeks before I got to Omaha, actually, I started turning the corner where the restriction in my leg started loosening up and I started feeling like my old self. Um, And so, but the biggest hump is for sure mentally. Uh, It's just hard to come back from something like that when you've been out for so long. And then of course we have this break now where we still, so I haven't played a game in almost a year. Uh, But, I mean, I think the biggest thing for me is just to stay focused. And, yeah, this year I want to make a jump to the MLS, if I'm being completely honest. I think last year before I got injured, I was on a track where I might have been able to give myself an opportunity, and then I got injured. Um, So this is a big year for me, for this team, for this club, obviously. And then personally, I just – I want to make the most out of it on the field and prove to everybody that – I'm back to the player I was and even better than I was before. In order to make that jump to the MLS, I mean, what are the things that you're going to have to do in your mind to kind of draw that attention, to make that jump to clubs and, and to show teams that you are still at that level? Uh, number one thing is your team has to be successful. As much as you think you're a good player, if you're on a crappy team, no one really cares about <laughs> True. That's the reality of sports. <laughs> Um, so that's the biggest thing, have a successful team. Uh, so, you know, I, I never would want to make anything about me. It's always about the team first and having success on the team. Uh, and then additionally, it's just honing your skills and making sure your body stays right. Um, you know, at this point in my career and all of our careers, you kind of know what you're good at. You kind of know what you're not great at. So it's about bringing those things that you're not great at up a little bit but then really mastering um the parts of your game that you're already good at 
and showing coaches like what you have to bring to the table at that certain level. So. Now, I mean, as, as you mentioned, you're trying to shoot for, for that MLS spot, which you now based on how I've seen you play, I, I, I sure as heck want to see yeah. you there because you're tearing it up for us. And, but that, that's going to lead us to the, the pointed question. Because you clearly don't want to play for Chelsea. I don't Chelsea, know why you wouldn't. Which, I mean, just saying. I mean, if you had the chance to play for Chelsea, you would play for Chelsea. I mean, let's not get crazy here. <laughs> of course. Come on, come on. Some, everybody has to have standards, Pierce. <laughs> now, your absolute dream, whether, you know, your dream in the MLS, uh, you know, to play, because I know you're from Minnesota, whether that's to play for Minnesota United or, you know, if it's to play overseas, what, what's your absolute dream to, to play for? Um, I'll give you two. If I were to play for any club team in the world, I would want to go play for Liverpool. Oh. <laughs> it's not Chelsea. um uh yeah i got into i wouldn't say i'm a liverpool fan necessarily but if i was to support any team it would probably be liverpool um my college roommate kind of got me into supporting them and um i think playing in england would be an unbelievable experience um if i were to say an overall goal that i've had anything i want to play in the world cup oh that's a great goal um I'm working on getting my Trinidadian citizenship. Uh, my father was from there. He played for the national team there. Um, and so either if it was for Trinidad or if it was for the U.S., I would want to play in the World Cup. That's definitely the highest goal that I've ever had or will ever have. Oh, what a great goal. I mean, Trinidad's had some recent success. Uh, you know, <laughs> they have, in, in they the- have some good <laughs> players, but, yeah, they need, to, they need to wake up a little bit and get it going. But, yeah, they have some very good yeah. players in Trinidad right now. Easily one of the most sad nights of me being a soccer fan was when Trinidad and Tobago beat the United States. That was easily one of the most sad moments of my life. I remember calling Pat because Pat and I were, he was just, he was my only friend who liked soccer at the time. And I remember calling Pat and going, I can't believe this just happened. I, I can't. <laughs> so that's, so that kind of hurts me that you saying that, but I, I really hope that you reach your goal, my man. I mean, you deserve the world and you've been nothing impre- but impressive on tape right now, but what is something that union Omaha fans before this season starts? I know that we're kind of in quarantine and in a little bit of coronavirus, but we will have a season. What are some things that union Omaha fans should look for in your game? What type of game are you going to bring to these fans? Um, personally, I think my composure on the ball, off the ball, um, I think my composure, and this is actually going to be kind of ironic. I would say my composure on the field, but then also the bite that I have. Um, I don't bring it out often, but you know, if I need to get into the referee or another opponent, I'm definitely capable of doing that. Um, you know, being a tough player in the midfield, um, but my composure and just my, my goal always is to control the tempo of the game. Uh, so whether whatever suits the team that day, um, it's kind of how I like to play. Um, if so, I guess you've seen some games already. I don't usually take more than one or two touches, uh, but controlling the tempo of the game and being composed at all times is something I take pride in. Yeah, I mean, just watching uh, watching the couple games that we've been able to so far. I mean, your your work rate is phenomenal. Uh, pairing that with the other guys on the team, 
seems like there's some, as you mentioned it earlier, very, very solid chemistry building there. Um, you know, it seems like everybody's working well together that's been out there and your work rate's just building that up even more. Definitely seeing some, some strong leadership there in the middle of the field. As looking at this season going forward, when it finally does kick off, um, you've played in the USL, um, you've seen some of these players are coming from all over, not just, uh, you know, coming from the bottom up, but you no, know, bringing some players down from other levels. What team is scaring you the most or making you, uh, you want to show them up even more? Oh, that's a tough one. Um, yeah. Cause I honestly, if I'm being completely honest, I'm not com- the US USL league one is the league I'm least familiar with and know the least amount of players. in at this point, um, but um, I mean, was the champions North Texas yeah. last year? but you always want to be able to take down the champions yeah um and i mean i'd say the game that i will get up the most for you'd hope i'll get up for every game like crazy but if i mean the games in the back of my mind will probably be playing against madison um close to this is the closest i've ever been to home i'm from minneapolis originally uh, so hopefully I'll have a lot of friends and family at the games um, and just that Midwest rivalry. I think it'll be, it'll be fun to play that. And then both teams hopefully have a bunch of fans. So I think it'll be fun to go back and forth with them. However, many times it ends up being, I think it was three originally, but it'll probably be shortened now. Um, but I think that Midwest rivalry will be fun. Uh, yeah. Like we were all talking about going up to Madison. So, but I don't know what we're going to do now, but Tyler, behind the scenes, what are ty- what are the team type of goals that you guys are setting for this year? Um, you know, I think I think a goal for sure is make the playoffs. Um, I don't, I I think eight teams make the playoffs. I'm not even. They just changed sure it. I don't know either. <laughs> it's um six. So we got twelve. Yeah. They're twelve and half of them make the playoffs this year. Okay, so yeah, you you always hope to be. I mean, you hope to win the league, but you definitely, I'd say a minimum standard is making the playoffs. And then, of course, in the playoffs, anything can happen. Um, you know, one thing that we haven't even talked about this one as a team, I think I think going undefeated at home, making our home, our home like a fortress, you know, a place that people don't want to come into. Um, I think that's important to setting a standard at home right away. Um those two for sure. Um, and then I would just, I would just say getting, you know, getting off to a good start. Uh, last year when I was with the new team in Hartford, we started 0 and 8. And even though, even though we were gr- pretty good the rest of the season, actually, and a playoff capable team, the first eight games ruined our season. Um, and there, there's a bunch of different factors that go into that, but making sure that we start the right way and get out on a positive foot to start the season is going to be huge whenever it does begin. All right. That's definitely, definitely some very, very solid goals. And no, anything we can do uh, from the sidelines. No, if uh, we have to heckle extra hard on the other team to make those happen, let us know. Um, I'll make make sure all my friends that are coming into town, you guys, you guys have all the back. Good. Good. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Yeah. We got to get all the dirt we can, you know, we need to make our heckle perfect. 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 So, um, 
As far as, you know, what you've been doing, I mean, you've been stuck in your apartment most, um, but have, have you guys as a team been able to find in groups less than 10, uh, like times to, to get together, you know, do some training together, uh, you know, find, find ways to, to connect even, uh, even though you're not actively out on the field. Yeah, you know, the, the club's done a great job of, um, you know, helping us out with lunches and stuff like that. So we'll eat lunch in small groups. Um, and then they've kind of requested us to keep the, keep the numbers and training very, very low and stay close to our apartments. Um, so, you know, just a couple of guys here and there, we'll get in small groups of like two to four guys, but nothing bigger than that. Um, and then just working out here, but we, we, we all live by each other. So we see each other quite a bit. Um, I personally don't have a roommate, but a lot of guys have a roommate. Um, and so we're seeing each other constantly, even though we're not able to do big team functions, you know, whether it be go out to dinner, go bowling, whatever. Um, we've still seen quite a bit of each other each day, which I think has been good. Uh, Tyler, what is, I know you have been here for not that long, but so far, what's impressed you about the Union Omaha team, like the front office or the fans of Union Omaha? What's really stood out to you? Uh, the organization has been incredible. Um, I've been a bunch of places, obviously, and the professionalism throughout the organization from the first day getting here, the housing, the meals, the facilities, um, what they're willing to do to help make this franchise successful has been as good as I've seen, if not the best I've seen um, in USL championship or USL league one. Um, so that's got me really excited for sure. Um, obviously I haven't gotten to meet many of the fans yet. Um, just at that Chelsea game. <laughs> <laughs> that Chelsea don't talk about that. Day. Meet all the fans. Don't talk about that. Day. Um, but uh, no, the the support via social media and um, the events. I think I missed the first event where there was a couple hundred people there, um, and so I didn't get a chance to meet anybody there. But just the, all the support that you've seen is is incredible um, for a first year franchise, uh, especially to see how many people are already invested in this club and uh, what it's about is is amazing. So I'm excited to get out there and meet everybody. No, we're, we're definitely excited to, you know, get a chance to, to cheer you on, uh, you know, out in the field, um, you know, with the supporters groups, they're definitely raring to go. And I know there's a couple, couple thousand uh, season ticket holders that really want to see you guys do well in the field. So, no, hopefully we can. You, you got to meet some more here in the near future. Uh, once everybody can actually come out of their houses, yeah. but and no, hopefully since we're close enough to your family, you know they they come down and see uh, you know how much you no know, Omaha is going to be supporting you in every single game. But as you know, you've dealt with uh, or not dealt with, uh, maybe sometimes dealt with, but have trained under a number of different coaches. Um, what? about Jay's style has been v significantly different, good or bad, uh, or no, just different um, compared to the rest that, you know, you feel is going to put its own touch on the way uh, Union Omaha plays on the field. Um, the thing I've loved so much so far is the attention to detail. I'm a big details person in my life. Um, I think details matter in every aspect of life. And, you know, a lot of times when 
you get to the professional level, coaches just assume that everybody's going to be on the same page, whether it be on set pieces. So in preseason, we there was a couple instances we looked on film and we weren't all on the same page on set pieces. So we broke it down. We assigned, we went through it in training. Then we assigned everybody um, roles on the set pieces and kind of shored things up. <coughs> and um, I've had coaches that just don't even worry about that. Just let you figure it out on the field. So that that's just one example, but the attention to detail on throw and the detail on how we're the style we're going to play um, the the attention to detail, I think, is a reason that people who have watched, you guys who have watched, have seen the chemistry on the field because everybody's already on the same page and everybody's already looking to do the same things. And then, of course, once you get to know players, it'll it'll even improve. But that attention to detail has been a huge factor and I think a reason our preseason was so successful up to this point. Tyler, we're super excited to have you on the team. We're super excited to have you here. We're even more excited just to get the season underway. But where can we find you on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram so our our followers can follow you? Uh, yeah, Instagram, I think it's pretty simple. Tyler David 5. My name is fairly easy to find. Very easy to spell, by the way. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, on Twitter... On Twitter, let me think about this. I think it's I have it right T here. underscore David twenty five. Does that sound correct? Right? You are correct. I just pulled yeah. up your tri- sixteen thousand followers, Tyler. Yeah, that was that that built up in St. Louis. I think. Um, yeah, I was <laughs> in St. Louis for a while, so. Um, Jeez. I don't, even know how, I don't even know how that happened. Uh, That's insane. <laughs> well, you're... I guess I'm. Pre- I guess I'm pretty funny sometimes. I. I... I guess I, I can't wait to see you be funny. I, I can't wait. <laughs> well, um, yeah. So those are the two social media outlets that I am on. Awesome. Well, Tyler, thank you so much for coming on. And we're super excited to have you here in Omaha and playing for us and playing in front of these fans. Thanks guys. Looking forward to seeing you and the fans very soon. Cool. Thank you. Thanks Tyler. Yep. See you. <laughs> Thank you so much for coming on, Tyler David. It was a wonderful interview. Great to get to know him. He's actually uh, really – what we found out after the interview, he's actually a really, really, really good basketball player. I mean, he's an – like he was supposed to be on the St. Louis college basketball team. They were in the tournament. If you know anything about college basketball, they were really, really good, and he was supposed to be a walk-on. So he's actually like an excellent athlete. He would dunk so, on you, Pierce. He would dunk on me. He would dunk on me. I would want him on my team. If we were to do five on five and Luke and I were the captains, I would pick Tyler David first. Um, I, I, I would just, you know, I'd retire before that game started. What the heck? You're not going to play basketball? Oh, no, I'm terrible. You're terrible? Terrible at basketball. I love basketball. I was the water boy for my uh, basketball team for uh, three years at high school. Uh, I imagine you being a great water boy. I was the best water boy. Swear. There, uh, if you look at my Facebook long enough, you'll find some pictures of me being a water boy. I was passionate. I was passionate. I'll po- if you guys want, if you ask for it, I will post some pictures of me being a water boy. I know I can find them. So, yeah, that's that's me. That was me at my peak in high school was me being the water boy. But if you'd like to find out more information about what we are doing as a podcast, you can follow us at Facebook at Who Gives a Who on Facebook and then on Twitter you can find us at WGAH underscore pod where we have links to our scarves, we have links to old interviews, where we have links to uh, our AMA with Gary Green and we'll be having a lot more fun 
content coming and we'll have the latest information about Union Omaha, anything Union Omaha, Parliament, uh, Union Army, anything will be on our Twitter and on our Facebook page. Real exciting news coming up, so keep an eye on those social media feeds. I am so excited. And like Luke said earlier, make sure that if you can, go to the Union Omaha uh, shop, get your merch, get before the season starts, get your sweatshirts, get your hats, get your scarves, get your stuff before game one because you do not want to show up to the first game at home without your Union Omaha gear. But also make sure that you rate and review. If you give us a five-star rating we will read them off as long as they're not too inappropriate. We'll read them off and we will, uh, I mean, I guess, I mean, if you roast me or Luke and talk about how bad Byron is and how they could not win that second game against Chelsea, I guess I'd read that. You know, you could just talk about how bad Chelsea is. And well, I mean, Byron didn't win. Byron didn't win. Byron didn't win the second game. So, I mean, I don't, I don't, I mean, Chelsea didn't win the first second game. So, I mean, they could have won the second game. I mean, they beat they've they've already beaten Byron at Byron. So I mean, I don't know. Remember the last time they? I mean, they I mean they beat them in Champions League. I mean, I love that they won that game. I love. I mean, like legitimately, the the aftermath of them winning that game was almost as good as them just winning Champions League. Because I get to just sit here and just they won, they won. Uh, coming up next in our next interviews. We have Kobe Perez. He he was great. Interview was a lot of fun. Again, just talking about him keeping that training up, him keeping that keeping that kind of jazz. It was a fun fun interview. And do you have any thoughts about that interview, Luke? You know, I, I got to find out what kind of bait he uses. That that's that's what I got to know. <laughs> that's what you got to know because he is a fisherman. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. Make sure you leave your rate and review. Uh, slide into our DMs if you have any questions, uh, and uh, we hope to see you soon. Because who gives a hoot? Let's try this for a style. You ready? All right, ready? Because, because who gives a hoot? We, we do. Yeah, that's I love that. That's the best part about doing this remote. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah.